Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day with me. We are honored to have the former mayor of Ithaca, New York, Savante Merrick is on the show, executive director for People for the American Way. This is going to be a great, great breakdown. Also, my bullpen segment, we're gonna change it up a little bit. I'm actually going to interview a young and remarkable individual, a hero, if you would. His name is Jack Hill Jackson, Project I Am. He's a teenager, but he got life figured out, all right? Top story of the day, Russia has invaded the Ukraine. I don't give a damn what Russia says they have done. This is not some kind of invasion, it's an invasion. Now, I'm going to break down some elements of this invasion and the Russia-Ukraine conflict that I think has not been proclaimed enough. Now, let me first take you to the story of them invading the Ukraine. Here it is. The Russian government has ordered the evacuation of all embassy staff here in Kyiv as soon as possible, and yet another worrying indication of what may be a wider war on the way. In a national address tonight, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky issued a decree calling up military reservists to face off against the threat from Russia. President Putin may not have declared his intention to invade Ukraine. But he's dropping plenty of hints and demands, repeating tonight that the best resolution to the crisis is for Ukraine to drop its aims to join NATO and international recognition that Crimea is part of Russia. Ukrainians agree that the Russian invasion is already underway. With the Russian parliament giving Putin the green light to use military force outside the country, the fighting in the east could trigger a full-scale invasion. The mood in the capital is more subdued than normal tonight. All the people around me, they're worried. They're like, oh my God, we're going to die or something, but I'm okay. Tonight, Ukrainians are staring down the barrel of a gun, and the only hope they have is that new sanctions will stop Vladimir Putin from pulling the trigger, a strategy that has not worked so far. All right, go to the next video. The president also warning Vladimir Putin that if he continues his aggression, there's even more punishment that can be inflicted, not with soldiers, but with more sanctions. In a ceremonial move today, the Russian Duma, that's the nation's parliament, gave President Putin permission to use military force outside the country. Just as these new satellite images just in show that troop deployments are now within 12 miles from Ukraine's border. Well, today's action sent markets into a free fall with all three major indexes falling more than 1% and sending the S&P into correction territory. Well, tonight we have two reports from inside Ukraine and in a minute, we'll get analysis from our own Margaret Brennan. Plus, but first, we're gonna start with CBS's Weijia Zhang who joins us from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the White House says that the sanctions imposed today are only the sharp edge of the full pain the U.S. is prepared to inflict. President Biden emphasized that if Vladimir Putin escalates, so will he. But he also stressed that it comes at a cost, higher energy prices for Americans here at home. 
Today, President Biden warned Vladimir Putin was laying the groundwork to launch a large-scale incursion into Ukraine. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Putin's decision to send troops into two Moscow-backed breakaway regions of Ukraine while recognizing their independence has deepened the crisis. Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors. This is a flagrant violation of international law. Okay, let me break this down. Uh, number one, I'm anti-war. People believe, many, they believe that somehow war is a necessity. If you believe war is a necessity in this country or any other, you have already been indoctrinated to a false framework. War is not a necessity. War is an expression of a sentiment, it's violent, it's chaotic, it's bad, not a necessity. Let me give you some background to the Ukraine. The question is, why is the Kremlin doing this? Well, there's the front leading proclamation, which is for the security of Russia due to the potential alliance with NATO becoming a NATO member nation. If that happens, according to Vladimir's theory, then there's this barrier of a Western alliance that simply cannot be on his watch. That's the front leaning proclamation. There's another one not so pronounced. What does the Ukraine have worthy of discussion? The Ukraine, besides having an abundance of natural gas, is loaded with minerals like coal, iron, titanium, and other non-metallic raw materials. It's the leading country, leading country, when it comes to reserves of iron, titanium, and non-metallic raw materials. Make no mistake about it, COVID-19 significantly damaged the markets of export and import. Raw materials, the ability to get your hands on them, it has contributed to increased inflation, not only in America, but other countries. There's always a front-leaning proclamation for war, but believe me, there's not just one variable for why a country decides to go to war. There are many, story gets deeper. On June 12th, 2020, the Ukraine joined NATO's Enhanced Opportunity Partner Program, okay? This is not a member nation. They joined a program, a subcommittee, if you would. According to an official NATO statement, the new status does not, does not prejudge any decisions on NATO membership. Okay, now here's what I'm going to do. Remember, NATO has said this alliance with the Ukraine does not prejudge a potential membership into NATO. That's what NATO said, right? Go back to Joe Biden's words. Let me be clear, these are totally defensive moves on our part. We have no intention of fighting Russia. We wanna send an unmistakable message though, that the United States together with our allies will defend every inch of NATO territory and abide by the commitments we made to NATO. He said they will defend NATO territory, but the Ukraine is not NATO. Unless you have already prejudged Ukraine to be a de facto 
NATO nation, which by the way would make ironically Vladimir Putin right, which I don't want him to be right. I don't like him. Story gets deeper. Ukraine announced plans Wednesday to declare a state of emergency as the nation prepared to defend itself from an accepted Russian invasion and fought off a new wave of cyber attacks that hit the Ukrainian government and banking websites. Now, I will say this, war is bad. It's bad domestically, it's bad internationally. It takes out the humanity of things. Dr. King said it best when he opposed the Vietnam War. He made it very clear, he said, listen, anytime there's international war and America is involved, domestic issues that are important to us right here in the homeland, people are desensitized to them. They do not create remedy and solution for the domestic policies that we're fighting for. I agree with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his words. The 30 day state of emergency subject to approval by parliament would impose curfews and restrict mass gatherings in certain regions if necessary. To confront increased Russian aggression, the chief of the National Security and Defense Council said, and I quote, it follows a call up of reservists as Ukraine braces for Russian President Vladimir Putin's next moves. There is no reason to believe that Putin will not continue this territorial takeover. I'm going to get into that as well. Many Republicans, which is interesting, they're saying, well, we really don't care. I'm going to deal with that in a minute. Reacting to the first wave of US sanctions after Russian troops deployed into two pro-Moscow separatist regions of Eastern Ukraine. Russia warned that Americans will fully feel the consequences. President Biden has acknowledged that the crisis would lead to higher gasoline prices while US businesses have been warned to prepare for possible cyber attacks. Well, really, we've been under cyber attack by Russia for over 10 years at least. Do you think that Vladimir Putin feels empowered? Because I don't know, maybe we have allowed him to get away with everything anyway. Just a thought. All right, so Pope Francis said Wednesday that the prospect of war in Ukraine caused great pain in my heart and condemned the actions destabilizing coexistence among nations and discrediting international law. Government and banking websites in Ukraine came under renewed cyber attack Wednesday, but cyber protection agencies are fighting back. The Ukrainian government said the Ukrainian President Zelensky announced Tuesday night that he was calling up the country's military reservist after Russian lawmakers voted to give Putin the authority to send troops into Eastern Ukraine. Now, here's what Putin is saying. Putin is now declaring that regions of the Ukraine are actually independent nations from the Ukraine. So he has unilaterally decided that parts of the Ukraine are not actually parts of the Ukraine. They are sovereign nations under his theory of why he's entering into these spaces, okay? Ridiculous, I know. Putin's decision Monday to recognize the breakaway territories as independent and ordered the deployment of peacekeeping forces. There led to US, the US to impose an initial round of sanctions, targeting two regions on Monday. So what are these sanctions by way of executive order? Tuesday sanctions come after Germany ceased certification of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Moving to limit Russia's future access to European energy markets, the European Union and United Kingdom also announced additional measures taking aim at Russia earlier Tuesday. Hey guys, you all have done this before, it didn't work then, okay? 
the new financial penalties from the Biden administration target key Russian institutions, as well as five members of Putin's inner circle. We will call those his homies, all right? Biden said they share in the corrupt games of the Kremlin policies and should share in his pain as well. That's actually a pretty smart move by Biden. Now, Republicans are literally saying we need to invade Canada. Yeah, Candace always has it. Some others echo this, they put it in writing. We need to invade Canada to stop the truck, convoy, um, anti-government, whatever. They want the convoy, they simply want to stop the government from stopping the convoy, right? Which is full of white supremacists. So they want to protect white supremacists in Canada. They want American troops to go to Canada, invade Canada. But when it comes to the Ukraine, they're saying things like, mm, you know, it belonged to Russia anyway. Well, that's not really factually how it happened. So let me give you background to that. The Ukrainian SSR was a founding member of the Soviet Union in 1922. The country regained its independence in 1991, following the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Now, the fact that Republicans are saying, hey, it's cool, Russia can go ahead, they can get that back if they want to, used to belong to them anyway, is like saying Mexico should go back and get Texas. I'm sure that if anyone made that kind of proclamation, America would have a problem with it. Remember, although Mexico's War of Independence pushed out Spain in 1821, Texas did not remain a Mexican possession for long. It became its own country called the Republic of Texas in 18, from 1836 until it agreed to join the United States in 1845. 16 years later, it left the United States with 10 other states to form the Confederacy. And then we beat them and got them back. War is bad. All right, Mr. Mayor. I know it's a lot here. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that I agree with you. You're making a lot of sense, Dr. Richie, especially around, look, it can be tough, I know, for us in America to judge Ukraine, Russia. Here's what I think is important. Um, what Russia is trying to do is a threat to all nations who have thrown off the yoke of imperialism and colonialism. And it is ringing alarm bells, not just throughout Europe, but also throughout Latin America and Africa, nations that have cast away oppressive regimes that have struck out on courses of independence. If nations like Russia can decide, well, 40 years ago, you used to be part of a federation with us, you used to be part of an alliance, you used to be under our thumb. And it is now strategic for you to be again, so we can, as you said, invade at will. And the international community's response is not gonna be strong enough to stop us. Well. That is a threat, not just to the 40 million people who live in the Ukraine, but to billions of people around the globe. And I think you're exactly right too about what Russia's intentions are and why the modern day American Republican Party is cozying up to the Republicans. First, it's because they intend to get a stranglehold on, on fossil fuel production uh, and choke Western Europe, the rest of Europe uh, economically. and. Gaining hold of Ukraine will help them do that. But also because Russia hates the same folks that the modern day conservative movement does. They, yep. uh, Vladimir Putin believes that the only proper thing to be is a white male Christian conservative. Mm. And that everybody else is to some degree a little bit less human than that. Yeah, very well said.
two cops arrested for manslaughter because they killed an unarmed individual in a parked car. They were arrested quickly, swiftly. Put up the picture of the two cops who got arrested. Kind of figured that, didn't you? Let me give you some background to this story. The unarmed man, his name was Daniel Vailey. 34 years of age, he battled a drug addiction. According to the family, he often found himself on the wrong side of the law to feed his habit. But he was never violent and he was never a fighter. Put the deputies back up who were arrested and charged with manslaughter. Those two men you see are from the Jefferson Parish, Louisiana Sheriff's Office. They have been fired, they have been arrested for manslaughter after they fatally shot an unarmed man in a parked car, okay? The unarmed man, let's put his picture back up, Daniel leaves behind a 12 year old daughter. His ex-wife said they were trying to reestablish a better relationship with her father if he had the chance to get back on track. In an interview with NOLA.com, his aunt Tara Phillips told the outlet, quote, he's a struggling addict. That doesn't mean he should have been shot and killed in the manner that he was, all right? Let's go to the sheriff of Jefferson Parish. His name is Joseph Lapinto III. We've covered this parish before, we've covered this sheriff. I'm gonna get into that in a minute. As reported by the New York Times, the sheriff identified the fired officers as Isaac Hughes, 29 years of age, and Jonathan Lewis, 35. Mr. Hughes had been employed with the department since 2013 and Mr. Lewis since 2020. Each faces one count of manslaughter. The deputies and their lawyers cannot be reached for comment on Tuesday. Okay, listen, good, good. You kill unarmed people, they pose no threat to you. You should be arrested for murder, manslaughter, criminal negligence, whatever it is. Whatever fits, you should be arrested for it. The responsibility factor should be higher with law enforcement at lower. Once again, the right thing happened here after an unarmed man was killed. Put up the mugshot of the deputies again. Yeah. I mean, they go around shooting people in cars and the person is unarmed, they go to jail. The, the criminal justice knows how to prosecute officers, wow. Do you find it ironic that they are both black? Okay, it gets deeper. The sheriff said the officer's use of force was not justified. Remember, that's what the sheriff is saying. The use of force was not justified, I agree with the sheriff. These men should be in jail, arrested for manslaughter. After they shot this individual during a standoff with the police early Wednesday, just south of New Orleans. The shooting happened at 2 AM when the police responding to a noise complaint in the area found Mr. Vailey inside of a vehicle parked in front of a known crack house. The sheriff said during a news conference Monday night, officers repeatedly ordered the young man to come out of the car to exit the vehicle, but he refused. The sheriff said during the standoff, which lasted about 12 minutes, Mr. Vailey locked the doors and eventually started the engine, according to the sheriff. The sheriff said this escalated the situation. Deputies drew their weapons and they started firing. 
because they expected the suspect to just start driving, okay? During the Louisiana encounter, Mr. Bailey had raised his hands, but at one point dropped them hitting the vehicle's horn. And that was all he did, he was killed, all right? The sheriff stated further, my opinion, the horn, whether it scares my deputy or whether my deputy reacts to the shot of the horn, ends up firing his weapon. The second deputy fired his weapon reacting to that gunfire. Both officers fired multiple times, the three officers on the scene, uh, did not fire their weapon, the other three officers, all right? He was pronounced dead at the scene, the suspect here, okay? Who's the victim. The officers cooperated with the investigation. The body cam video um, shows the incident, but it's not been released. So let me remind you of this sheriff, okay? The sheriff said the shooting was the first to be recorded by police body cameras since the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office started using them last year. The office adopted the technology after video showing one of his deputies assaulting a woman attracted national news attention. Uh, let's go to that video, Chantel Arnold, let's go to it. H. We covered this story that indisputable, that woman was already a victim of assault. She was running away from being jumped on by multiple individuals. That police officer then victimized her again by assaulting her and a bystander picked it up, okay? Now, what happened to that officer? The deputy that brutalized that young lady, let's put his picture up. His name is Julio Alvarado. We had also reported how Jefferson Parish was one of the worst offenders of profiling and targeting Hispanic drivers and covering it up by classifying all Hispanic drivers as white, creating false reports. No one has been arrested. They exploited a loophole in state policy that exempted law enforcement from collecting and delivering data to the state if they have an anti-racial profiling policy in place, which essentially rendered the law worthless. The American Civil Liberties Union of Louisiana has filed several lawsuits in the past two years against the sheriff's office, stemming from what the ACLU says are incidents of violent beatings, racial profiling. Last week, Glenn McGovern, a civil rights lawyer hired by Mr. Bailey's family, told the New Orleans news station, that Mr. Bailey's constitutional rights have been violated in question while the police did not use other tactics to get him out of the vehicle. I completely agree with that lawyer. What these cops did, they deserve to go to jail. They deserve to go to prison and this family deserves justice. But we have covered multiple incidents of injustices happening to black folk in that same parish. And those cops have been let go, not punished. Hidden. As a matter of fact, when we first reported on the incident of the assault of the black woman, they refused to release the information of the cop who did it. Mr. Mayor, thoughts on this? Well, I think this twin unequal form of justice is exactly 
what the word privilege means. And I know this is now becoming a triggering word for folks. They don't want to hear about the privilege. And I, I can certainly understand that. But the Latin root of privilege, unless I'm getting this wrong, never went to law school. So Dr. Richie, you'll have to correct me. Dr. Richie has, if you don't know, has more degrees than an oven. <laughs> uh, but the, the privilege means private law, right? As in there is one law right. for a certain set of folks. And then there's a private special law for another class of citizens. And for too long in America, really for 400 years in America, there has been one law that's applied to black Americans, no matter what side of the badge that they're on. We've seen it in our city in Ithaca, we've seen it all over the country, that black folks don't get a fair shake. When they're in the police departments, their unions don't protect them the same way they do, they do white officers. In many cases in largest cities, they've had to start their own black police unions for exactly this reason. Uh, and when they're on the other side of the badge, too often they're not protected. Even when, and this is great that this parish now has body cameras. Uh, uh, how many stories did we hear over the decades from people who claim to be victimized by the police? But we just believed the police narrative because we didn't have eyes on it ourselves. Now we can see it and we've got to be honest, we have to stop putting not just people's lives at risk, black, white. Uh, people's lives at risk from these police officers. We have to stop putting these police officers in this position. Those officers never should have responded to that call in the first place. Mm. Unarmed responders can do a better job with most of these calls for service for people who are uh, uh, unconscious, for people who are sleeping in their car. There's no reason to send an armed police officer that is only by their presence going to escalate the situation and then ask them to function as social workers and de-escalate uh, a situation that their very presence ratcheted up in the first yeah. place. And you talk from experience, I've cited your work right here on Indisputable. In Ithaca, New York, you all looked at your 911 calls. You say, wait a minute, almost half of these calls do not require a police officer. So you enacted a new policy as mayor. And I want to remind people, you were mayor as of just a few days ago, <laughs> all right? So you got elected as the youngest mayor in the history of Ithaca. You brought in amazing insight, creative approaches, and common sense solutions. How did you fight the police union? How did you navigate the nuances of police unions when you said, listen, we don't need more cops, we need a better approach? How did you do that? It was difficult. I mean, you, you, I wanted to get, you should always try to get the police at the table and get them to buy in to these common sense reforms. But in the end, we have to remember that police are public servants, just like any other government employee. They are here yeah. to serve the public and to serve the community. So they can have a seat at the table, but the table belongs to the community. Come on. And these rules have to be changed, as you yeah. said. About half of what we ask police officers to do could be done by somebody who's not carrying a gun, somebody who's trained in social work, maybe former teachers, street outreach folks. Not only will they do a better job, not only will it end in, in violence and death less often, but this will actually free up our police officers to, to, to investigate the crimes that they, they can make a difference on, from right. sexual assault to gun possession. It is a smarter form and we have to stop putting our officers in these hard positions. We're burning them out, we're wearing them out, and they're making lethal, deadly mistakes. Directly from a man who actually has done it. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay.
Welcome back, it's indisputable. We got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Before I get to the comments, big reminder, every day, the watch list, the big homie J.R. Jackson. Make sure you tune in live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. This is a 10 week test series on TYT. Here's how you support. Make sure you watch live daily and don't forget to subscribe and follow. YouTube.com forward slash watchlist TYT, Facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT. Also, we got a petition, okay? It's sad that we need to have a petition for this, but we literally are fighting governments and telling them stop taking the DNA of victims of sexual assault for the potential future use to prosecute them in court. It's ridiculous, they're freaking victims, all right? So we need 10,000 signatures, stop using DNA against sexual assault victims. Not only could this be a violation of constitutional protection, but it also can discourage sexual assault victims from reporting crimes. Stats show that over 90% of sexual assaults go unreported in America. We don't need uh, we don't need any policy that makes that even worse, okay? Sign the petition, real simple, tyt.com forward slash petitions, tyt.com forward slash petitions, all right? Um, State of the Union and Texas primary. Uh, TYT is covering President Joe Biden's State of the Union and we'll be providing regular updates of the Texas primary, that's March 1st. So join the team, all right, Jank, Anna, John, starting 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live, going to be really, really good stuff. TYT member, make us see the silver hat dragon. Wait, wait, Russia gave Biden permission? Is that anything like Russia can demand who can and cannot join NATO? Agnostic sister says, so the cops are charged because they are black? Uh, and the victim is white, but no systemic racism here. Yeah, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Yeah, this particular Karen assaulted two individuals, and you know what happened? She was protected. Yeah, I have the background. Okay, um, so this happened to Precious Olocha, the woman attacked by the Karen, decided to give more information online about what happened. Let's put up that information. 
She says, and I quote, this is a situation that happened on my way to Dubai. On Air Canada, Canada's been messing up lately. I reported this issue to Air Canada and they ignored me. Long story short, flight attendant wanted me to sit on the aisle seat next to airplane Karen, but Karen wanted all three seats to herself when she only paid for one. Since she couldn't get her way, she started being rude to me. So I wanted to record the situation for my evidence in case I had to knock her out. Sounds like a good plan, all right? According to um, Precious, all right, according to Precious, here's how Air Canada responded. Let's put it up, all right. They told me to report on their website and they never got back to me. They wanted me to keep quiet and told me not to press charges and they would not give me her name in order to press charges. All right, Air Canada. Like to play hide the pickle. We got a game for the games you play. Stupid games get you stupid prizes. Let's put up a picture of the CEO, Michael Russo. He will be the face of this story until we find out who the person is that assaulted a black female on that airplane. All right? He's the guy. He's Karen number two here. Mr. Mayor, the protection of complexion, dear brother. It's obvious that the woman attacked two people on a flight. That should be a no-no, no matter what, even if you have an anti-recording policy on an airplane. That policy does not trump the law. The law says you cannot create physical violence or unwanted touching to any other human being without it being battery or assault. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, again, we, we're in a situation where we find that the personal preferences of some mm-hmm. folks are trumping the uh, the legally protected rights of others. You know, we are so used to this in this country, I'm afraid. Yeah. We've all lived through it. Those of us who are black, uh, those of us who uh, have family members and love black folks, and of course, for many, many centuries. We've heard stories about my uncle having to step off the sidewalk into the street in Georgia if a white person approached. And if he did not, could be knocked into the street. Why? Because their personal preference was to walk down the sidewalk and not have to move out of the way. Now, this woman's preference was to have the entire row of seats to herself. I can understand that. Who doesn't want a row of seats themselves? It's a late flight, you want to sleep on it. You don't get your way, okay. That's frustrating, but it doesn't give you the right to attack anybody else. Somebody's recording you, which sure is bad, maybe in bad taste to record you after you throw a temper tantrum. But it does not give you the right to put your hands on anyone. And to then have these institutions that we trust to protect us. In this case, an airline like Air Canada that we trust to enforce its rules and enforce the law. Uh, while it's in the sky to turn its back on people of color is really upsetting and discouraging in a place and time where we felt like we made so much progress. So I appreciate you, Dr. Ritchie, raising this issue, raising the profile of it so that we can help everybody understand that while we might have personal preferences, those preferences don't give us the privilege 
to enter other people's space, to assault them, to attack them, and to do so with, with impunity. Mr. Mayor, I will say this, there is hope in the world. And we also find hope, all right? Anti-Karens unite. You're screaming at employees at Walmart, get out of here. doesn't have an official language, jackass. On my door, I do not know who this is. Karen has decided to come to my house. I have no clue who she is. She should not be here. Who are you? Why are you knocking on my door? You can get away from here. Yes, you can. Get away from my house. Get away from my house. I have no clue here you are. I don't have I don't care who you're looking for. That's not me. I don't care who you're looking for. Don't knock on my door. You just drunk. No, I'm not drunk. You just beat on my neighbor's door. Get away from here. Thank you. I live here, you don't. Now ask them where you stay. Shut up. You can leave. And they'll tell you that. I know I'm my right. I'm a criminal justice major. I got my degree and I got something for all you Karen's. Try me. I'm here. To get some money. Try me, Karen. You, I told you, don't knock on my door because you'll be on her door like you was the police. Hey, you know, people are tired of Karens, okay? Uh, let's put up a picture of this anti Karen. Uh, his name is actually uh, Rashad, <laughs> ironically enough, already making me proud in these streets. There's more. Here it is. I'm sitting here at my house on Valentine's Day. I don't know you. You have no reason to be close to my house. His truck is right I don't there. care whose truck is where. Shut up. Where is truck? I'm oh, God. Tell me, I don't even know this. Knocking on my damn door. She can get the out of here. And I know I'm right. I'm but I'm drunk. Bitch, this is my house. I can be this butt ass naked if I want to. I don't know you. Tell them you come and knocking on random people's doors. I'm scared. It's a random white lady at my door. I'm scared. See, it's two people that's scared. Oh my God. Please, police, come, please. It's a random white lady. I'm in trouble. His name is Rashad. You know, I'm getting emotional over here. Um, Anti-Karen of the year, I'm saying it early 2022. All right, uh, Mr. Mayor, listen, man, people are, are just getting tired of the privilege exhibited, uh, the callous attitude, uh, the extreme actions of Karens. And so there's a level of hypersensitivity when it comes to Karens because really brother, we have experienced Karens our whole lives. We just, we never really had a catch all phrase for what the activity was. And and I explained to people, Karenicity doesn't really explain a race or it, it explains a behavior, it's a behavior. What are your thoughts on this one? No doubt about it, I, and I love the the anti Karen. The, you know, the graphics are fun and it is, it's, it's funny, it's compelling footage, but the reason it's Funny is because it cuts through an underlying tension that I think a lot of us recognize. Like we know what's happening here. 
-hmm. You know, the the well, first, shout out to Rashad for using what is the bear technique of scaring a carrot away. <laughs> That's right. The if bear a bear is on your like porch, that. you bang the pots and pans, <laughs> uh, you right. hang on a trash can lid, the loud noises attract attention, scare the bear away. Because uh, the carrot is more afraid of you than you are of, of the carrot. But uh, let's really, really be honest with what we're talking about here. We haven't had a term for this, but we've had a term for the opposite of this. Uh, so many of us were told at a very young age the story of Emmett Till. And what happened to this young man could happen to any one of us. When we see these folks pick up the phone to call the police, right? Not to enforce a law, but again, to enforce a personal preference. That's right. When we see them invade our own space, and then call not just for backup, right? Not like we're we're not little kids on the playground saying, "Well, my big brother's going to come and he's going to beat up your big brother." They were calling down the full force of the state on you, and they are trusting that when the force of the state arrives, that our police officers are going to be put in an impossible position. They're going to rush onto that porch. They're going to see a white woman and a black man, and they might make mm -hmm. a snap judgment. Yep. That could be fatal for that black man, that could be life ruining for that police officer. And they are choosing to do this, to call the police over, frankly, something that's trivial. Yep. So, that's right. uh, you know, raising this, it's like, geez, is this, is this important news? It's a fight between two people. It is important news because right. it is laying bare a power dynamic and a power imbalance that has for centuries disadvantaged a set of people, in this case, black Americans. So it, it is a, a, a shout out to Rashad for going above and beyond. But also, again, you know, I, I recognize, and I'm sure you do too, Dr. Ritchie, the need you have to always be um, validating yourself. It was not enough for him to say, I'm on my porch, you need to leave. He had to say that he had a degree and that yeah. he was in criminal justice and that yep. he knew his rights. You know, this assumption of who's in the right and who's in the wrong, and the need for certain people in our country to be well qualified before we have our rights defended is what we've got to fight against. Very well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Let me bring your attention to something that happens routine, but is detrimental and harmful. There's a teenager, he was basically bribed by the police to give a false confession for a crime he never committed. Let's put up a picture of Mr. Martel Williams. Let me give you some background. This is an Illinois teenager, was tricked by the police into giving a false confession to attempted murder. They bribed the guy with an offer of fast food and said they would just say it was self-defense and he could go home that same day. Martel Williams was wrongly accused of shooting a local, a local dollar store employee in the face and spent two nights in police custody charged with attempted murder. Williams was pulled out of class when two officers immediately placed him under arrest and later offered him McDonald's in exchange for a confession. Listen, this is a true story, all right? He said, and I quote, they just dragged me to the station. And the detective kept asking me the same question over and over. Is it true they bribed me with McDonald's and just tried to get a confession? Martel had no idea 
at the time. He said it is true that they bribed him with McDonald's. Martell had no idea at the time what he was being accused of. They didn't let him know, they were trying to trick him, all right? They didn't tell him a shooting was involved, said Kevin O'Connor, that's the attorney. Um, they just said, hey, it wasn't your fault. Just tell us you were defending yourself. Just go ahead and tell us you were there and then we'll let you go home, all right? So now they've arrested a kid. They need to establish that the kid was there because they have no evidence or proof that he was. And now they're trying to simply get him to say he was at the scene in order to cover their ass for the arrest they just made. So just tell us you were at the scene. Just tell us you were at the dollar store. Just, just, just say you were in the vicinity. Come on, you'll get to go home as soon as you say it, all right? So this is the game they're playing with a child. On the night of the shooting, let's put his picture back up. On the night of the shooting, Martell was playing on his school's basketball team 18 miles away. His family provided a timestamp photograph from that game, which cleared him. The Waukegan Police Department has still not addressed what happened. They have not issued an apology. The attorney is seeking a public apology, put up the picture of the chief. That is Keith Zupek, all right? Now. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what should happen here is a complete transparent apology, an immediate suspension of the officers involved, a full review of their previous caseload, an exhaustive audit of their other confessions. A proper investigation should start. Here's your start, you can start right here. Because this is something that has now reached your desk, Chief. Mr. Mayor, you supervised a police department for 10 years, okay? And I'm sure you had your fair share of officers who did not follow the rules. What are your thoughts about what this chief should do? What should this city do? in order to make sure cops like this do not destroy the little bit of trust, the small amount of trust that still may possibly exist between community and cops. Truth and reconciliation are the prerequisites to healing and building trust. Think about how many people were hurt by what just happened here, right? It is, of course, the 15 year old who was bribed, who was lied to, right? Who was told, say what we tell you, we'll get you some food, we'll bring you up. All you have to do, you're freaked out, you're a child, right? You're just pulled out of class in front of all of your classmates. How do you go back to school after that? How do you focus on your classwork? The, the classmates, how do they focus on the classwork? All you want to do is go home. They lie to you. They give you a cheeseburger, they say, say what we say, we'll let you go back, right? So yep. they're victimized too. Now think of the person who was actually shot, their family, everybody who witnessed it. They're not gonna get justice now because the police were following up the wrong leads, right? Investigating the wrong person, coercing a child, right? How are they ever gonna trust the police? Mm. Now, 
Think of all of the victims of crime moving forward. I know you've seen it, I've certainly seen it. We had it in Ithaca. Every time somebody was shot or injured, every time somebody was the victim of a crime or stolen, then you see a press release from the police and say, well, we'd solve it, but you know, the victim was uncooperative. Nobody's cooperating with us. And then they put it back on the victim. We've got a problem in our streets. The culture of these kids these days, the snitches get stitches. They don't like to snitch, they don't like to tell. And it's because of that that we can't solve any of these crimes. Well, BS. If you come clean and be honest, we've had this happen in Ithaca. We had an officer that bungled quite a lot of casework, quite a lot of casework. We could have, the officer wanted us to, the union wanted us to sweep it under the rug and just say, that's fine, uh, uh, let's not bring it up anymore. But instead, we were very honest. We taught, we told the media what happened. We told them what we were gonna do to fix it, how we're gonna go back and look at all the cases, how moving forward we were gonna fix and address the problem. That's what you have to do. You have to start with truth and reconciliation or else you will never get true public safety. Well said. Okay, tell people brother how they can follow you now that you're outside of public office. How can they follow you? Check out some of your upcoming great work with the projects that you are directing now. Well, I appreciate that. I am now the, the executive director of People for the American Way. So I'm working with uh, an incredible group of people and for our president and chair of our board, Ben Jealous, former NAACP president and a, and a titan in civil rights and human rights. <laughs> We're working uh, right in action in your hometown, Dr. Ritchie. We are working in Georgia. Uh, and across the country to defend people's rights to vote and make sure that people can engage in democracy. Because I believe, we believe that this thing is worth defending. That there is more right with America than is wrong with America. And that we can build on this American experiment. So uh, I'm really excited folks want to follow us at People for the American Way. They can follow me at Savante Myrick, which is is spelled how it sounds. <laughs> and uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as we try and, and fight for a better America. Tell my dear friend Ben, I said, hello, brother. I'm so proud of your continued uh, journey and leadership. You really are a maverick and thank you for joining us on Indisputable. Thank you so much for having me. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.